Thank you for tuning in to Mafia Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zimware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and auto recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the van and create an invoice out in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Hey, good morning. It is another episode of Mafia Memoirs sponsored by Zimware and Rotafest. So my name is Jody Cedric. And I'm Rod Pusey. And we are excited to be with you guys this morning. We have a phenomenal guest that's going to be joining us. His name is Mr. Kyle Clark from Extreme Detailing. So we're going to give him just a few seconds to come on board, and then we will bring him on live. And look at that. There he is. So let's see if I can bring him on board. Let's add him. Oh, can you believe... We're actually going to get this right the first time. Yo, Ooh. Kyle. Did it work? It worked. <laughs> Hold on one sec. Need some more volume here so we can hear you. How are you today, brother? What's up? How are you guys? You know, we're doing really good. You know, it's just been... Uh, Things have turned icy, cold, and rainy here in Idaho, and we are dreaming of sunny California with you, buddy. Uh, you can keep dreaming, because uh, there ain't no sun in California today. It's a rainy mess. Thank you, Sean, for the vote of confidence there on us using technology. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not my fault. Last time. I was sitting there on my on my desktop on my laptop. What is going on here? Why is it not working? Yeah, yeah. It's because we have to do it more. The rules about that. So, oh, that's craziness, man. Well, we we appreciate you being patient and working through us as we've tried to figure out this crazy thing called Facebook Live. And super excited to have you on board with us. Um, you know, we met in person i think for the first time last year at air force one and it's just been a lot of fun getting to work with you side by side and getting to know you your wife back at the uh what what show was it the, 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 the yeah. yeah oh and the the pns rupes event in colorado right? yeah the rupes thing we're in colorado so yeah that was a lot of fun man so so uh, let's talk about your business, man. I, you know, I've been watching your Instagram a lot, and you have a phenomenal Instagram channel. You know, talking especially about RVs, and you said something that really got me thinking about RVs, um, because obviously they're bigger machines to to detail and take care of. But on an episode you had last week or week before, you were talking about how thin the paint was on those RVs and that just really stuck out to me that it really takes a professional detailer to get their hands on Mm -hmm. in particular RVs. Yeah. The, not all RVs are that way. You know, they're obviously, um, 
just like cars, you can rate an RV by its sticker price. Um, travel trailers are meant to be lighter. They're towed by um, vehicles that don't have, you know, they're towed by Suburbans, they're towed by smaller smaller trucks. They're not towed by big one tons or those kind of things. You don't need one of those for them. Uh, and so they use, I don't like the word cheap, but we can say inexpensive finishes. <laughs> um, the yeah. vinyl is typically cheaper on them, inexpensive, not as good quality. And the, the corrugated aluminum on the sides is not clear coated. It is a single stage coating and it is very, very thin. Um, a lot of people, I get calls all the time. They left their RV or their trailer sit outside and, um, and they didn't protect it with a coat of wax or a coating or even a cover. And they want me to come out and save the day. Um, but they don't realize is there's not a lot of um, material on top on the substrate. Um, which is aluminum to work with. It's not like I can get cut it. I can't sand it. Um, a coach like that, that I showed on my Instagram, that would take multiple polishing steps, fine abrasive, fine pad, dual action machines in order to, to re refine, get the, the oxidation and the junk off of it. Uh, if you go at it, you know, with a hatchet, if you go at it with wool, you're going to make that thing. And like I say, into an airstream. Um, <laughs> and I do see people that do that. I've seen a, a couple guys that wash their RVs or these trailers with like acetone and just stripped all that off and then polished it and made them into an airstream. Um, and it looks kind of cool, but it's not what you paid for, you know? No. So, then we have like super high-end RVs, you know, they go up from that, you know, probably $30,000 travel trailer all the way to millions of dollars. And as the qual, as the, you know, the price tag gets better, the quality gets better. You start to notice different things. Um, you have gel coat is, um, it's been around a long time, gel coat fiberglass, but yeah. <laughs> um the new gel coat you ever seen you know rvs that are white you know probably about 10 15 years ago they're all white gel coat they would oxidize white uh, right now you're starting to notice this tan or kind of brownish and gray gel coat fiberglass finishes and when they oxidize they actually don't become very chalky they just become dull just instantly dull and that's from not maintaining them and leave them out in the sun. And they are difficult to get back to where they were. They actually, I will tell people sometimes you can't bring them back to brand new. Um, we've actually polished on one before where I did a test spot, looked beautiful. I went to get everything ready to do the full wash and, and come back and the test spot disappeared. It just it absorbed all the oils from the, the polish. And um, it's inexpensive for these manufacturers yeah. to use it. And people don't have the money to store them indoors. And they leave them on the side of their house in California when it's 100 degrees outside or more. So, yeah. so, so when you say the quality is better as the price goes up, I mean, when, and I've been to some of the shows uh, where you've got uh, 
$300,000 coaches. Yeah. Are those that much better? Are they still inexpensive materials like the, the travel trailer? It's kind of when you're 300,000, yeah, they're better. You know, when you're getting into those Tiffin, you know, Tiffin coaches, those are really nice. I would say, um, medium or entry-level high-end RVs. They're not yeah. Prevos. They're not the Newell's, but they're definitely nice coaches. And um, what, what I can tell a difference is, is, is when we get into those, they're painted. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. we, we got like a $100,000, probably in the middle, like 30-foot, 35-foot RVs that are like Thor's, um, Tiffin, they, they're usually on a, um, on like a Ford V8 chassis. Um, those paint jobs are all just base coat, clear coat painted on. You can actually take your finger and feel the graphics, the, the, um, the rays and the lowering on them. Um, those are good, but if you buff on them and you, you can buff through a graphic. I haven't. Right. There's a high no better. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna talk about that later, which is great because you can go right through it and you can see the, the layering of the colors. Um when you get into the high high end stuff, um they typically will paint the the um the graphics, they will sand the edges, blend them in, and then they will put multiple layers of clear coat over them. Um and then you can't feel that razor lowing. They are in that clear coat. So that's when you know you have a super high quality coach um, as far as the material goes. We've even seen some, you know, these entry level hundred to $200,000 coaches that when you go to, to polish like the, the front cap where it goes up and over the window, we've even yeah. seen where they didn't even spray paint further than where the eye can see. You can see where they just like, it was like a, a fine mist over the primer. Um, and those are going to peel, you know, pretty quick within a few years. Um, that's why I've been really using a lot of ceramic coatings and pushing them on that type of um, owner because the ceramic coating can provide more longevity, which would save thousands of dollars in repainting the whole top edge of, of someone's coach. Right. Okay. Hey, Miles. So, what's up, so, dude? so how, how did you get into RVs? It seems, you know, everybody seems to be, a specialist at something and you seem to be the RV king. I do. I just fell into it. You know, Southern California, we have, we have everything. So we got the beach, we have the desert, we have the snow. Um, and it's all within an hour, hour and a half. So, um, there is a lot of RVs around here. My parents had an RV. That's kind of what I started doing when I was a kid even before I really officially started detailing back in when I was 13, back in 1998. Um, I'm sure even before then I could probably say I've been doing this since I was 10. Um, I remember getting paste wax out, standing on the neighbor's fence and hand polishing my parents' RV. Um, and, you know, making 50 bucks that my dad saved, you know, I spent days on it and my dad thought it was awesome. And, I thought it was awesome because I was 10 years old and I had 50 bucks, but, um, <laughs> but I just kind of fell into it. Not, it's not that I love RVs. Um, I like them way more than I like boats. I'll tell you that honestly. Um, I just, 
I kind of have the feel for them. I can see what they need. Um, and I, I'm, I think I'm very well-rounded. There are a lot of detailers that will just do cars and, and trucks or detailers that just do planes or just do boats or just do. And my philosophy with that was my customers own all those things. Why not take care, learn and take care of them all. So, um, and that way I have the solution for all of them. It, it is kind of a, it also can be a, a problem because I'm so busy doing so many different types of things. I can't focus on the certain, uh, you know, niche, but um, it's also good because different times of year we can stay busy um, maintaining those types of coaches. So, I just, yeah. I like RVs. I don't love them, but I like them. And um, I know my way around them. I know all the, the types of materials that they're used. I can kind of foresee problems happening um, just by looking at them and feeling them. It's kind of, um, I, I don't, this sounds stupid, but like second sense, you know, I can just tell, oh, that sticker right there, that is garbage, you know? Yeah. That vinyl right there, oh, that is really good vinyl, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you can yeah. see that if you've been around long enough. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting so. because you said, you know, a lot of your customers, they own all of them. They do planes, RVs, cars, uh, trucks, et cetera. And you, you, you hit on something that I'd like to cue in on, and you said, why not learn how to do all of them? Um, so one, how are you doing that? And two, um, how are you perfecting those when you're so diverse in what you can do? So like a lot of detailers, you know, at the beginning, you do generally will learn on your own by trial and error. Um, I didn't have YouTube when I started detailing, it wasn't around. If it was, it was just an idea. Um, that, you know, Google is new when I started detailing and it sounds like I'm old, but I'm not that old. Google's pretty young still. So yeah, um, no, you said how old you were in 1999. You were, you were young. You're still a year. So I'm, I'm 33 young. now. <laughs> so, but uh, so I learned, you know, I'm not going to lie. I messed my parents' cars up when I was a kid. I've done you know, <laughs> trial and error. I, my parents got a, a used, a. Uh, a Burt's rental car, a Toyota Camry, and I got my first high-speed buffer. Man, I buffed it and made it look beautiful. Years later, that paint peeled because it thinned out so much. But um, I learned. Um, and then I got to a point where I needed to um, perfect and learn more. So I went to Rennie Doyle's training. That's why I'm a member of the Detail Mafia. Uh, Good morning, Rennie Doyle. Detailing success. What's up, Rennie? And, and from there, I, I've networked and I've learned from others. I, I get ideas. Um, I have some trade secrets that I don't share with anybody. I've shared with a few guys in the group some things we do on the on RVs that are make it faster, some things that are safer. Um, and so it, it – um, I don't know. Uh, where are we going with this? <laughs> well, I think the no. main thing is, is, you know, for, for one thing is, um, a lot of people will ask, you know, us, like for instance, when I was at the SEMA show, I get a lot of people coming in 
to the PNS and the, and the road FS booth going, you know, what is the value of the detail mafia? What is the value of the IDA? What do I get out of it? And I guess that's kind of where we're going with that is that is where, I mean, everybody can hunt and pack. Everybody can burn through their parents' car or go on to become YouTube certified. But there are, there are resources out there that you've taken advantage of through the Detail Mafia and Rennie Doyle's training and, and the IDA and just the network of people <clears throat> where you learn. I mean, So think um, about it like this. If you want to spend 20 years learning to get where I am, go ahead. I will be somewhere yeah. else. If you want to learn it faster, if you want to, if you want to take your business um, to where you want it to be sooner, then you need to invest in yourself right off the bat. And it sucks because, you know, this, this type of industry is a very, um, you could say inexpensive industry to get into um, initial investment. Um, anybody can buy a pressure washer and a water tank and throw it in the back of their Toyota pickup truck, just like everybody does in California. Um but to, to really take it to that place, you need to invest in either the IDA provides continuing education. There are things you learn there that are going to help you um, in the long run. Uh, right. You know, just a mobile tech. And I've been around a long time. I, I learned something in every class. There are people that think, oh, you know, I already know everything. No, I don't. Um, there was, there was something I went to at mobile tech. I'm not going to share what it is, but in one of the classes that I was like, Oh shoot, I'm going to use that to sell it to my customers. That makes sense. Um, right, and, right. and then there was one thing that was like, Oh, it's always reminders. Oh, I should do this. Should do that. Um, you know, I went through Rennie's, Rennie's course um, with Diane and Rennie and completely changed how I clean interiors of cars. It takes me about the same amount of time, maybe a little longer, but I get better results, longer lasting results. Um, and, and, um, in some ways it's faster too, depending right. on the and level that we're doing. So investing in yourself and in your business right off the bat, yeah, it's a smart idea. Um, investing in software, um, that'll help you. It took me years to start using QuickBooks. And then I was kicking myself in the butt. I told my wife, why wasn't I doing this years ago? Why was I fretting over the $30 a month? Actually, you know, it's funny. Um, so the first time I went to SEMA, oh man, seven or eight years ago, I was at a booth with a notification All right. from Bob from Flex and Chris Metcalf and uh, standing there in front of the Flex polisher. And I was like, oh man, this thing's awesome, but it's 400 bucks. I don't want, I was fretting over it all week. I bought that thing. And now I don't even think twice when I need a piece of equipment, I just buy it and I use it. It makes money. It brings value. Um, yeah. My wife said, man, you used to fret about spending, you know, 500 bucks on a, on a piece of equipment. She's like, now I can't get you to stop buying equipment. <laughs> but I saw that if I have it, I use it and I make money from it. And um, yeah. if I don't have it, I'm losing money um, potentially. Yeah. So if you don't have training, you're, you're missing out. And for anybody who thinks they know everything or think they know how to do the same thing, you know, I'm always learning a new way of doing, you know, headlights. That's something I've relearned over 20 years and the headlights have changed. Yeah. 
So yeah, uh, no, I, I think that's I think that's really valuable. And and that was one of the things that um, one of the I had a young kid come up to me at the SEMA show and ask me about uh, IDA and Dito Mafia and just the network of people. And at the time, uh, Parker Richards was standing there, and I said, "Well, there's the perfect example." Here's the guy that if you, I mean, you could ask a hundred people in here about boats, but if you want somebody that does boats, exactly. this is the guy. You need to and, talk to Parker. And as soon as you meet that guy or for you, like, you know, somebody that's been around RVs a lot or, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if somebody rolls a McLaren in my shop, I'm going through my head thinking of who, who's done a lot of McLarens. Who do I exactly. need to call? You so, don't want to trial and error on something like that. That, that's why I love having a network. Um, you know, there's guys on here right now that um, my peers that I know, and we all have our niches and having a niche is not a bad thing. Don't get that statement wrong earlier. No, like no. Parker Richards, he has this boat niche that is just killer. I wish that existed in my area, but he has this, like, I, we are in the middle of a bunch of lakes. I'm not right next to a lake. Um, and so um, I, there are guys that just do RVs. There are guys that just do um, airplanes and they do well with them. Um, there's a couple guys out. There's a guy in Arizona that's killing it with airplanes, man. He's like, I love watching this stuff and then it, it gets me excited. Um, if I have a problem with a ceramic coating, um, I, I reach out to Justin Lobato um, or Alex Dublin. Um, there's, there's, I have peers that I know have, you know, Alex does a ton of, do of work for Dodge Hellcats like crazy. And I had a problem with some a paint. I called him and he's like, do this pad, this product. You know, we worked it out together. I did the yeah. test spot. He does the same to me. Um, having that available network um, is important. And, you know, the International Detailers Association, our detailing association, through their skills validation, I really, since I'm the chairman of the committee, I've really learned um, even more how important it is. When I helped administer a test for the first time um, and I was testing these guys, I was like, man, this is really important, really valuable to know these few things. If you don't know this, your customers don't necessarily appreciate it. Um, but you will because you're not going to screw up one of their cars because you knew that you shouldn't have used that product on that type of material. And Right, right. And that's, I think that's a, an interesting thing. When we were in Florida for the, for MTE, we stopped by Justin's shop <clears throat> and he literally has combinations of products and pads in a certain area. And he, when we were there, I think he had a, it was, I think it was a Mazda SUV. And he's like, well, on these particular cars, we use this pad with this polish and this. And I'm like, because I know the paint. He knows work. the paint. Yes, and exactly. for instance, on my, my Chevy pickup, everybody knows that the paint's so brittle, you can flick it with your finger and it's going to chip. So there's certain products that you use. And and part of the network, part of the thing that I really love about the just the group of people that are in the, the network is if you have a problem, you know, there's a lot of people that are fun. I mean, there's a lot of people that are full of crap. There's a lot of people that are <laughs> super. But but the thing about it is any of them, if you ask them a serious question, they're going to give you the answer, right? If you're like, hey, dude, I'm having a problem with this paint combination and this product, they're going to tell you, they're going to be like, well, first you're an idiot, and then they'll help you out. Because 
that's what they're there for. It's not like it's a competitive thing. You know, I mean, there's different markets and all of that, but everybody wants everybody to succeed. And that's what I think is really cool about it. Everybody, you've, you've heard the old adage, knowledge is power. And it is true um, that having the knowledge, you know, I can walk up to an RV um, or even over the phone when the customer is telling me, describing what the year, the make and the model is, I'm already running the numbers in my head saying, all right, this pad, this product, this combo on this machine should do the job. If not, this will. And I make sure that I have that on board our van um, when we go to take care of, and I have a bunch of products. I am not brand specific. There are a lot of great brands out there that have amazing products and then they have one crappy product. Why would I carry all, you know? Um, so right, we right. find the best product that, um, is from each manufacturer. That way we can put it on our customers' vehicles um, that the way they're happy with it. And um, there's always that, that one product. I have some products in my van that I don't touch very often. And we have, we have a problem and I'm like, hey, I told one of my guys, go grab this product. It's in this bottle with this label. They'll grab it. They're like, I've never seen this before. I take it out do do the um, the proper application and they're like holy cow i didn't know you had a product to fix that type of stain or get um yeah. to fix this problem on on paint or or plastic um and so <laughs> you have your um you have your uh, you know rennie likes to call them your different brushes in your quiver um i like to call them different type of bullets in my chamber um and, and that that you don't always pull out but when you when you need it you got it so that yeah, comes yeah. with that, that networking and knowledge there are, my my buddies have told me hey you need this product and so i'll buy it and i'll wait and i'll wait and then there's always that one day where that little bottle saves the day um and makes me look like the hero and my customer happy and made money because um yeah. just like a a specialist a doctor or whatever field you're in you got to get paid for that knowledge so yeah yeah that's good man so um looking towards 2019 um do you have any plans to take you know to grow your business to take on new markets or are you pretty satisfied where you're going with your business now um yeah every year i've grown my business uh, in some way every year um i think this year is more of a uh, i'm trying to get all of my ducks in a row um kind of year um with our my processes um, once again, every, you know, you reevaluate your, what you're doing every couple of years. Um, I'm trying to get my processes down and I'm actually trying to step away a little bit, um, from the day to day business and allow my guys to work, um, on some things without me, obviously some specific things I'm going to have to be there for, um, boats and RVs are, are kind of one of them. Um, the problem with being so, well-rounded is I, I don't, I'm not like in and out. I don't have, or at McDonald's, I don't have a, a um, standardized um, process for every vehicle because every vehicle is different. Um, cars and trucks and boat RV, or sorry, cars and trucks, um, SUVs 
um, I can I can do that. But um, uh, doing the larger things, I'm gonna have to be there for. So I'm trying to work on my business more this year um, instead of in it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get out of the sun. I've been doing this for 20 plus years and out in the sun and I need to take better care of myself. Um, I'm at that point where I can do that. And so <laughs> really just trying to get, um, get the business in order more um, right. and stop flying by the seat of my pants every day. And right now is a great time because we've had a crazy amount of rain in California. We haven't had rain like this in a long time. And so I've had some free time to work on business things on um, getting, getting all that in order. And um, hopefully this spring and summer, we're going to kill it and top last year. And then I want to grow. But um, I would love to be in, in a facility where I could fit an RV. I've looked around, I've talked to real estate agents um, California is nuts right now with real estate. Um, yeah. I, I have a place that I can use and I'll, you'll probably see pictures in, uh, this coming sun or summer of, uh, being, doing RVs and boats in a warehouse. One of my customers has a warehouse that I can rent out some space when needed, which is kind of cool. That's uh, cool. I don't like how far away it is. You know, it's in San Bernardino, yeah. but, um, that's what we'll got to do. Um, and yeah. just want to have a, a good productive year and um, save so I can, when that opportunity does arise, maybe to buy a suite, I don't want to lease. Yeah. I, I just, but that's still, you know, I think people get confused because that is growth. I mean, yeah, if, if I literally, if forward. I do five cars a month and that's all I ever do, and, and I just stay at five cars and just me and my driveway, that's not really growth unless I'm raising my prices. But by you uh, extending your business out there and looking into those opportunities and working on the business, that's growth. I think a lot of people confuse growth with hiring people, and that's not necessarily true. You can grow your revenue and have the same number of people and improve your business and take more of a margin, and you're growing your business. So, Well, and a couple of years know, ago, like I told you, I got QuickBooks. And yeah. um, I was getting used to it. And then last year, the goal was to every single customer, everything to be in that QuickBooks, not to mess up and, you know, take payment and forget to put their name and info in. So um, to build up my clientele better. And then so this year, uh, the goal is to look at those numbers and do better yeah. with those numbers and not necessarily prices higher, but, you know, more of a, um, doing more work, knowing what we did the previous year, that month, and starting to look at the patterns. And so, you know, for I, there's a lot of great detailers out there, just like there are a lot of amazing artists. Um, we've heard this before, but artists are usually broke. Um, and so <laughs> unless they've learned how to run a business. And so I've had right. to learn how to run a business. I, I did this since I was a kid. I've never had a job my whole life. I've always been my own awesome. boss before I detailed, I mowed lawns. I mowed apartments. Yeah. Um, I mowed the lawns for the next door lady, uh, the uh, lady next door. And, um, but, uh, I, I'm learning to run a business and it's taken a long time, taken a long time through, um, the IDA 
through detailing success and the continuing education we do, we've got, we have access to some cool crap, man. We've got multi-millionaires come and speak to us and basically yell at us and tell us we're doing things wrong. And, um, and then, you know, say, do this and do better. Um, It's been cool uh, to, to have access to those types of things that nobody else does um, and to see where we can go. So that's, that's 2019. It's, it's to stabilize the business, to um, get it ready for 2020. I I love that. And I think, I think one of the things that a lot of uh, businesses in general, especially on the detail side is they miss looking at their, the products and services that are their most profitable areas. And, they may have a widespread of services and they're doing all these different things instead of saying, you know what, if I just hone in on these types of services, I can up my margin just by honing my service. Exactly. Well, for instance, you know, like I said, I've been doing a long time. I used to wash cars. You know, we used to, I used to go to a a business park on a Friday um, and I would wash 10 to 30 cars and then, you know, the economy dumped. And so I, that 30 cars regularly went to five to two. And I was like, why am I coming here? And then we, yeah. we did a thing where we would, uh, had a, you know, prepay for the whole month. We would come out and wash your car so many times and we'd show up and a customer's car wasn't there. And then they're like, oh, we'll re- just reschedule. And I said, no, nah, I ain't doing this anymore. This is wasting my time. So guess what? We don't wash cars anymore. I'll wash RVs, I'll yeah. wash boats because it's profitable in the hour. Um, but our minimum service for me to come over and touch your car is 125 bucks um, because I have other things that are more profitable that I should be doing. I should right. be doing ceramic coating um, or, but I still have to, you know, cater to everything. I, if I, if I'm not coating a car and I have time, to, to um, do the express details and maintain the coatings. <laughs> so we got rid of washing and it was one of the best things I ever did. I highly recommend it to detailers to stop washing cars um, and start focusing on details. Or if you're, you are washing cars, cause our express detail is a glorified uh, deeper wash um, to up your services to a point where you're making more profit per hour. Maybe it's 75 bucks for you. Maybe it's $125 for you. Maybe you're in a, in an area um, in Dubai or Scottsdale, Arizona or Beverly Hills where you should not touch a vehicle for less than $200 an hour. Um, Depends on what your overhead is and your market and you got to figure that out. But if you're in those areas and you're washing cars for 20, 30, 40 bucks, you won't be in business very long or you won't have a business license. You won't have tax. You won't pay your taxes. So you can't grow the business. You won't have insurance. So when you do get those days where you screw, if you screw up a car, which you will at that price, um, you're going to lose your business. So yeah, yeah, you, you got to figure out what's best for you and actually run a business and stop this. I, I kind of want to go on rants sometimes on social media <laughs> and yell and just say, stop it, you know, and I'll do a little bit right here. I see detailers dressing like bums. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I see detailers that will spend 50, 60 hours on a car to make it perfect, but they made 10 bucks an hour. Yeah. And, and it's like, so what did you accomplish? Your, your customer's happy, but your bottom line, you can't even afford your rent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe even less. I, I think that. Yeah, I, I think that's really critical, you know, especially, you know, especially is, you know, especially if you're in a competitive market, you really need to fine tune your business operations so that you can not only be competitive in the space, but own the space. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, it's like last week, we we're talking to Bill the Buffman that stepped in on you. He's actually in a, in a small market, but because of the way that he's paid attention to how he runs his business and the services that he and Shay offer, he owns a big portion of that market and he has a nice facility. He's paid it off. And, and it really comes down to, he went beyond just being a detailer and he became a business owner as well as a detailer. And that, that reaches to the point of, of the network is I watch guys like Bill and um, Craig McKay, um, there, there's a bunch in the, in the detail mafia. We have guys that are just incredible business owners that I just sit back and watch and absorb. You know, when we get together for SEMA or Air Force One or Detailers Weekends, I just sit there and listen. I shut up and let them talk. And I sit on my phone and I'm taking notes. Um, everybody wants to talk. Um, there's some guys that all they want to do is be heard. And I... I, I want to listen to Rennie. Um, I want to listen to Diane. I want to listen to um, uh, my friends that have these um, successful businesses in their niches, the Parker brothers in, in Scottsdale, uh, Justin, I've mentioned. Uh, I have a friend in North Dakota, Paul. He's doing industrial type coatings, and I want to listen and find out what he's doing. So maybe I can throw that in somewhere. Um, and so that like Bill, I've learned it's taken a long time. Um, the the other thing about that I wanted to go back to real quick that just kind of brought up when you go through training or when you learn something, you're not going to learn everything they teach the first time it's, it's, it's repetitive, you know? Um, Rennie's told me the same thing 30 times and I finally implemented this one thing. Um, why it's because you're not at that point where you're ready to do it. Um, or you've reached that breaking point or that you're like, okay, I have the money to do that. And so that's why being part of a network or the IDA or those types of things, um, is, is important. I agree. Yeah. Awesome. Well, man, we, we really appreciate you. I mean, this has been a wealth of knowledge. I appreciate your insight, your experience and your candor. And one of the things that I've noticed, you know, and I think this is a kudos to you and it's a tribute to where you're driving is I noticed on your Facebook that you're spending a lot of time on those four wheelers with that family. And I think, I think a lot of times we get so focused on the business that we neglect the thing that really is the most important in our life. And I see that really big. Uh, in your Facebook stories with you and your family, man. So yeah, I've learned it's important to have balance. I've been told that many times um, that you you have to, and it gives me anxiety to leave my business. Like if I'm going away for a week, I I get like 
really frustrated for the first couple of days. And then by that time, I'm like, I don't even want to go back. You know? <laughs> I'm having a yeah, good time. That's good, that's but, good. Um, that, that is good. But yeah, I like being with my family. I love my kids uh, and, and my wife. We have a good time. So we're actually getting ready to go out to the desert um, this evening uh, for President's Weekend and uh, enjoy taking out the razor and the quads. And I, you know, young, when I was younger, I used to love to go fast on my quad and, you know, jump and do stuff. Now I kind of just like to sit back in a chair and watch my daughters ride around the trailer and, yeah, uh, that's, just, that's fun. and then watch them yeah, crashing no, myself. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. I, I totally get that because I remember when I was young, really young, I used to love watching my dad ski. My dad was a phenomenal slalom skier. And then as I got older and the and my siblings got older, he had just as much fun just driving the boat. And one time I asked him, I go, how come you're not skiing as much? He goes, because I have just as much fun watching your kids. And it's kind of fun to kind of go through those phases in life. So yeah, we're, we're always evolving. We're always learning. And it's just that time in my life. I got young kids. So I want to get them off on the right foot, you know, so they, they aren't, uh, they're, they're good kids in the long run, you know? Yeah, no, that's good. Awesome. So, so, one thing, happy Valentine's to you and your wife. Hopefully, all you guys watching, you actually remembered your significant your other. So, race out and get some flowers if you didn't. And tomorrow's actually Love Your Detailer Day. So, love your detailer. And, Kyle, how do they find you, man? You're you're in California. How do we get so people I'm to, in, uh, uh, I live in the city of Fontana, but most of my business is in the city of Ranch Cucamonga and the surrounding area. Um I have my website, extremedetailingusa.com. Uh, Instagram is extremedetailingkyle. And um, that's X-T-R-E-M-E. Because remember, I did this when I was a kid and I thought it was cool and took the E off. So um, it's at extremedetailingkyle. And my phone number is 909-208-3308. Um, and give me a call. Let me know uh, if you need anything done. Um, and we're in the Inland Empire. So I'm like an hour from Los Angeles. I'm an hour from the beach. I'm two hours from San Diego. I'm an hour and a half from Big Bear. I'm like smack dab in the middle of, uh, um, yeah. of the, I'm right down from the high desert. So it's, you know, um, all you guys up there in Idaho and Utah know I-15. We don't call it I-15, we oh. call it the 15. Um, but, yeah, I'm not far. I'm out. what? You guys are in Boise, right? Yeah, yeah we're in Boise. So I'm only, like, what, 17 hours south of you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 17 hours. A small Quick drive. A little bit. <laughs> By the way, Rennie says we're all ugly. Thank you, Rennie. I appreciate that. The day that you start thinking I'm good looking, I'm worried, so – well, I actually thought he might with the bald head. You guys both kind of good. Yeah. Windy, so. Yeah, I, I, I tried to avoid it, but I just embrace it now. Actually, it's longer than That's normal. Right. It's, it's, it's been cold, it. so I'm trying to stay warm. <laughs> All right, Kyle. All right, well, thank you so much for joining, joining us, buddy, and uh, appreciate everything you do for everybody. So. I'm a second. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> uh, uh, like, I'm gonna, lo- I'm gonna. Where's the love button on that? I'm gonna love that one. Right. There's not a, like extreme love button on that one. There you it's go. Like I'm one. a gorgeous sack of man. <laughs> no, but all right, guys. Oh man, oh. it's getting thick out here. Save the watch. So, all right, all right. Talk you to guys, guys later. have a great day.